This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl power. This is the story of the girl who kicked goals against internet trolls, Taylor Harris, read by musician and singer Amy Sharp. Smasher! Aussie Rules was particularly vicious in the under-12s. It was full of kids trying to prove themselves. They weren't little anymore, but they weren't, like, tough teenagers either. It was frustrating hovering in the middle, and Taylor Harris was caught smack-bang in the middle. She was the only girl on the ground, but it didn't bother her as much as it bothered some of the boys. There were those who wouldn't go near her because their parents said they shouldn't tackle girls as if she was some delicate flower who would fall apart with a slight shove. And there were those who singled her out, determined to take her down, as if she had a sign on her head flashing, tackle me! The curly-haired ruckman from the opposition was one of the boys who saw Taylor as a target. He smirked at her and narrowed his eyes. As Taylor reached into the air to grab the ball, the ruckman wrapped his arms around her torso and lifted her off the ground. Oi, not fair, came a call from the crowd. That's a free. But it got worse. The boy flipped Taylor upside down like a rag doll. Then he drove her body into the turf like a sledgehammer. Thud. Stunned silence swept over Taylor's teammates. The whistle snapped them out of it. Half of them huddled around Taylor. Are you OK? Are you hurt? Don't move, you might have broken something. The other half confronted the ruckman. Oh, what'd you do that for? That was a dog act. You think you're tough, do you? Taylor stood up and brushed herself off. Everyone expected tears, but instead she laughed. That was pretty funny, she said. I don't mind a fight, but my brother's a better wrestler than you are. Taylor never found out if that boy was trying to really hurt her. All she knew was that she loved footy. She wanted to do her best. And there were no girls' teams around. At training, her weakest link was the two-kilometre time trial. A running race where you sprint your guts out over two whole kilometres to prove how fit you are. She had to train super hard to make sure she wasn't last across the line. If they all beat me, they'll say it's because I'm a girl, she thought. So she powered up with her favourite pre-workout snack. Strawberry jelly. On your marks. Get set. Taylor ran as fast as she could. Her legs started to shake. Her lungs ached. But she pushed herself harder. Stronger. Faster. Faster. Stronger. She crossed the line. Not first, but not last. Job done. Almost. Oh, no, she said under her breath. I feel a bit... Oh, Taylor! Gross! Yuck! Taylor wiped her mouth with her forearm. Ha, she said. Check it out. It's pink. Just like the jelly. By the time Taylor hit her teens... Footy was starting to become a bit too serious. Maybe I need to mix things up a bit, she thought. 
Try another sport. I don't mind a fight, maybe boxing. Taylor was a natural in the ring and boxing taught her a crucial lesson. Be prepared. If you wanted to be a pro, you had to train hard and stay focused. But a schedule mix-up meant Taylor had a holiday in Bali right before an important fight. I'm on holidays, she said. You've got to relax on holidays. Taylor arrived home feeling, well, a little too relaxed. She hadn't trained at all. What's wrong with you? Her coach asked at the end of the third round. She was tired and dehydrated. I hate this, she said. I want to quit. Her coach gave her an ultimatum. You've got two choices, he said. Win the next two rounds or quit. Taylor closed her eyes and refocused. All right, she said, gathering her strength. Let's win. So she did. Boxing in the footy off-season gave Taylor the balance she needed. It also helped that she lived in Brisbane. They liked their AFL, but they weren't crazy about it like the people in Melbourne. When the AFLW started, the professional women's comp, Taylor was the Brisbane Lions' first pick. Her debut was kind of dull. The sky was grey, rain started to fall, and the crowd was small. Despite that, the Lions went all the way to the grand final game that year. But when a call from the Carlton Blues came, everything changed. Come to Melbourne, they said. Come and play to the biggest, loudest crowds in the country. Number seven, Taylor Harris. Taylor's eyes welled up, happy tears. The crowd at the MCG was roaring, all 20,000 of them. This is big, she said. So, so, so much bigger than just me. Her career was only just beginning, but Taylor was already wowing everyone who watched her play. She stretched her kicking legs so high that her knee almost hit her in the face. Look at her kick, they said. She's so flexible. She's like a gymnast. And it wasn't just the way her kicks looked that had people in awe. Her boot had plenty of force behind it, too. Oh, Taylor Harris. Taylor Harris does it again. Taylor Harris puts Carlton in front. Taylor was the club's leading goal kicker. She was flying high, yet she still felt so normal. One normal morning, Taylor was in bed, scrolling through social media on her phone, like she normally did. She felt a surge of pride when she saw an awesome photo of herself in action on the field. That's a good one, she thought, as a pic flashed up on Channel 7's account. It showed Taylor with her leg up high at full stretch. She clicked on the comments. Whoa, she said. That's not cool. There were a bunch of rude lines. Some were sleazy, talking about Taylor's body in a pathetic, inappropriate way. Others were cruel, threatening and scary. Too creepy to repeat. But Taylor didn't take it to heart. She wasn't the type of person who could be hurt easily. She was just disappointed. Why would anyone bother going to that effort to be so mean? She wondered. The world can be an ugly place sometimes. 
She was also worried about the fact that some of the words came from men, whose profile pictures included girlfriends, wives, mums and daughters. What would those girls and women think, Taylor said? And how would those guys feel if someone said the same repulsive things to the girls and women they loved? She once heard a saying, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And Taylor didn't want to accept the nastiness. Channel 7 saw the gross comments too and decided to take the photo down. They posted a message saying, The image attracted a number of comments, some of which were inappropriate and offensive. As a consequence, we have removed the image and the comments. Uh-oh, big mistake. Footy fans across Australia were outraged. Footy haters across Australia were outraged. People who knew Taylor were outraged. People who had no idea who Taylor was were outraged. And they were all united with the same opinion. That photo of Taylor was brilliant. And it deserved to stay. The trolls were the ones who needed to be punished. The trolls were the ones who needed to be blocked and banned and shamed. Powerful sportswomen joined Team Taylor. AFLW star Darcy Vessio posted, Deleting this post is giving in to trolls. Soccer star Sam Kerr chimed in. The problem was not the photo. Olympic cycling star Anna Mears piped up. How this incredible image of Taylor Harris was seen as negative, drew trolls, and was taken down astounds me. So I'm sharing it proudly. Taylor shared the photo too. Here's a pic of me at work. Think about this before your derogatory comments. Animals, publish. Let's see how that goes down, Taylor thought. The post spread like wildfire. Even the Prime Minister stood up to the trolls. I think they're cowardly grubs who need to wake up to themselves, he said. As the furor grew, Channel 7 backtracked. We're sorry. Removing the photo sent the wrong message. We'll work harder to ban trolls from our pages. Taylor felt empowered. Take that, trolls, she said. You picked the wrong footy player, not to mention boxer to mess with. I don't mind a fight, remember? But the trolls came back. A bronze statue of Taylor and her famous kick was unveiled right in the middle of Melbourne, footy central. Statues were normally made of men, players who had been in the game for ages. Taylor Harris doesn't deserve a statue, the trolls said. Come on, she's only been playing for a minute. Is this a joke? But the statue wasn't about Taylor. This is big, Taylor said. So, so, so much bigger than just me. It was about a moment in time. It was about taking a stand against bullies. It was about reminding girls and women that they deserve equality. It was more than a kick. It was power. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Amy Shark and I am a musician. And sometimes the music industry can be just as brutal as the football industry. So I was really inspired when I heard Taylor Harris's story of how she started and all the things that she went through. So once again, thank you for listening. Roll the credits. 
Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women and one snazzy guy. It's produced by Alex Lolbach. The executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. David LeMay is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. <coughs> Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts like this one. Fierce Girls is a production of ABC Audio Studios. And if you need more fierceness in your life, have a listen to the other Fierce Girls stories we've made just for you. Marianne Buck strode through town, baby on her hip and toddler by her side. She was casing the place so that Captain Thunderbolt and his gang could storm in, steal from the rich and give to the poor. Captain Thunderbolt was one of Australia's most famous bushrangers, but it was his wife, Marianne, who was the brains of the whole operation, and she constantly saved his butt. She was Aboriginal, but had learned to read and write at a posh school for white kids. Learning from both cultures was like being armed with superpowers. It meant she could outsmart police, outrun trackers and survive in the bush. But when Thunderbolt vanished one too many times, leaving Marianne at the hands of the police, she decided enough was enough. Marianne galloped off into the sunset to start a new life. And without his wife to protect him, Thunderbolt was captured and killed. He was remembered as a hero, while Marianne was sometimes mentioned in passing as Thunderbolt's lady. But Marianne Bug was more than Thunderbolt's lady. She was a bush ranger, and she was the true captain. You can listen to them for free on the ABC Listen app and other great podcasting apps too. Or head to the Fierce Girls website, where you'll also find colouring in sheets and posters of your favourite Fierce Girls. Fierce Girls.